Kerev Tov, we continue in the morning of Vulchim. We're on the eighth chapter, and the topic is going to be the word Mokom, place. And here is one source that we can look at. This is when Hashem is going to pass by Moshe, and uh, uh, he, he, Moshe says, I want to be able to see your face. Hashem says, you can't see my face. You can see the back of me. What, all, whatever that all is going to mean. But the passage that we are most uh, interested is this one. Perak Lamed Gimel Pasuk Hafalif. Vayomer Hashem, Hashem says to Moshe, Hine Mokom Iti. See, there's a place near me. Vinitzavta Latsur, and station yourself on the rock. And then when I pass, my, let my presence pass by, and you will uh, put yourself in the cleft of the rock and shield you with my hand until I've passed by. So what's this idea? There is a place near me. So what do you mean a place near me? I mean, Hashem isn't anywhere. There will be a place but near me. Everywhere? I understand. So so Rashi is challenged over here. And I'm not able, I was able before to get them next to each other, but I can't get it now. In the mountain, where I speak to constantly, there's a place prepared by me for your needs. I'll hide you there and you won't be damaged. And you'll see there what you'll be able to see. That's the simple meaning. In other words, I'm going I'm to put you in a place. Not so much the place is near me, but the place for you. But the Medrash, Rashmi's the Medrash, Amokom Shashchina Shomidaber. He's talking about the place where the Shechina is. The Omer Hamokom Iti, he says the place is Iti, with me, near me, whatever that means. Ve'ena Omer Ani Bamakom. It doesn't say, I am in the place. And here's the famous Chazal. Shahakodesh Baruchu Makomo Shalalam. Hashem is the place of the world. But the world is not his uh, place. Okay? He's not in the world, so to speak. So the Medrash here is saying a little bit different that Hashem is every place. Hashem creates space, as it were, but Hashem is not in the space. So that already is dealing with all kinds of ideas of uh, tzimtzum and things like this where Hashem is uh, allowing a, a place to exist in the absence of his presence, so to speak. And that's what it means, Hashem is Makomo Shalolam. He is the space provider of the world, as opposed to the earth providing space for him, as it were. And Hashem is not in any space, but Hashem provides the space. And therefore what he's saying is that the place of the Shechina, Hashem provides a place for the Shechina to reside. The Shechina is not Hashem. The Shechina is not Hashem. It's the manifestation of the fact that Hashem is um, uh, is is present, but that doesn't mean he has any physical space. These are the two pshatim that Rashi brings down. The Rambam will bring a third pshat, 
to try to take care of this because there's going to be other issues that are very, as they say, perplexing. So we're going to do this next. And now we're going to go to the Rambam himself. Okay. So chapter 8, the topic word is Makom. Okay, so what is the meaning of the word Makom? Zehashem Iker Hanachaso, the originally the primary translation of this word is Lamakom Hamiyuchad, for a particular place, Ulecholel, or a general place. And what the Rabbah means, for example, sometimes you'll call a place of a very small area. Let's say uh, a home. It's one spot, that's a Makom. Or uh, uh, one one, one uh, place to live. For example, we had in last week's parsha where it says that Avram went back El Hamakom to the place Asher Sham where his tent was in the beginning. So the simple meaning is a specific space, a specific place, an area. Sometimes it could be a, a city, where it says in other places Vayelech Vayeshav Lavon Lim Kamo. Lavan went and returned back to his place. Well, where was Abraham to To, to his city, place? right. And sometimes it will talk about a place that's close to you, where Torah says in the first chapter of Rashi's, let all the waters gather beneath the heaven, El Makom to one place. Okay. And uh, the, so that's one uh, simple translation. And that's the, obviously, is a troop shot. But for came, but afterwards, the expression, the language was widened. When it starts talking about the attributes of a person and his value, what I mean to say is to his level of perfection in a particular area. For example, for example, Achshomer Pirkei will say for me, so Ploni the Makom Ploni the Inyan Ploni, where he says someone occupies a certain place in a certain area. Um, we'll see what that means in a second. Ukvar Yadata Rov Asol's Bali Haloshins Kamram, and you will find uh, that many people linguists use this. For example, as saying Mimale Makom Avosov. The person who takes the place of his father, uh, whether it be, and I don't have all the words here, in wisdom or in fear. In other words, he's reached his father's level. He's taking his father's place. It's not that his father is in a place, right? It's like he, he has reached the level of his father. His father is a scholar, let's say. The father retires. He takes his place. It's not he's in the place where his father was. He's he's taking the level. I guess in English we use the word replacement in a way. Well, I guess maybe replacement. Okay. That's what he's saying. Or, for example, the Gemara will some size, or Chazal will say, uh, for example, the argument still remains in its place. Okay, the argument doesn't take any place. Let's say the status quo. All right? So we've got this second understanding of what place can mean. It's a level of a person. It's an attribution of a person. 
he's in a certain place. He's he's in a very high place in medicine. Like you said, where you're holding. Yeah, where are you hold. I'm, you know, the, but the, he he's he's in a good like that's, I'm in a good place. What do, what do we mean when we say I'm in a good place? I mean all sorts of things psychologically. Yeah, psychologically, whatever. I'm I'm with uh, in a good environment, but but it's not a specific area of ground where it's more referring to the attributes of the person. And with that second translation, now is where we are using uh, we're we're borrowing these terms again in a figurative sense. This is the figural meaning of Baruch Kivod Hashem. Mim Komo, blessed be the glory of Hashem from his place. So the simple, without any understanding, we say, well, wherever he is, that's where he's blessed. He's in a place, somewhere up in the Shemaim, he's over there. That's not what it means. Ratzalaymar, kefim based on his uh, virtue, so to speak. Va'otsem chalkob and his entirely unique place of existence, which means that he it is not measurable. There's nothing similar to that. And his existence is a, what do you want to say, an existence that must be, for example, the, the quote-unquote, the level of Hashem is one that has to be, for example. God must exist. If it doesn't exist, there'd be no world. While other things, in relation to that, let's say, Angels, stars, the planets, and all those things, and any combination of that, they're not really a true existence. They are not an existence that must be. And uh, their existence is based on an a prior uh, uh, um, reality that brings it into existence. And it's a dependent reality. And they all need Hashem, but Hashem doesn't need that. And therefore, we're talking about Hashem is in a unique place. You understand what we're saying? Baruch Kavod Hashem, God should be honored from the from the level that Hashem is at. That's beyond any description. Anything has as understanding of that. He, he he is the cause of everything, and other things are not causes for him. The chain calls zichron makom. Anytime it says the word makom. When it's making a reference to Hashem. Okay, where did I go now? The meaning always is So a level of his reality is Baruch. Where there's no compare, no value to it. Nothing similar. As we will show you later on in this Sefer. Okay. So this is the first point over here to understand what makom is. And wherever you have makom, you have to understand that that is the meaning of that. Oh, so that's a very good question. So again, so that one, there's a lot of ways to look at it, will fit more into the second interpretation of Rashi, where it says Hashem is the place of the world. Right. And that really means how we can call Hashem is the makom. It is a, a reference to Hashem, but an allegorical reference. Whereas Hashem is the one who provides place in the entire world. So that, that's one way of understanding it. 
But as well, you could figure over here that the one who has attributes that are beyond what we can understand, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the, uh, the level of Hashem that's beyond any understanding. That's the one that's going to give you comfort. Because Hashem's place so to speak, is higher than anything else. Take the biggest genius in the world, whoever it is, cannot really comfort you because we are limited by time and space and everything else. And there's nothing we could say that can really, we could try, but and we could empathize and all those things. But at the end of the day, can't really give you any comfort. Well, why did I? I don't know. But ultimately, Hashem will give you the answers. Hashem, Hashem is working on levels beyond us. So, you know, Nebuch, what, what happened uh, three weeks ago, it's like, whoa, there's nothing we could say to comfort these people. The only one who can comfort is one who has the perspective of a level that's beyond. So, for example, you know, you hear all these stories, I don't know if they're true or not, but they're, they're, some of them are always true, where, uh, you know, someone doesn't understand what happened, and uh, the person comes home in a dream, I was up in Shemayim, and Hashem explained it to me, and everything's clear. So Hashem, now if we, if, if God Almighty himself would come on and tap us on the shoulder and say, I want to show you what happened to your child who got his head chopped off. I'm going to show you what's going on in the Shemaim over there. And your mama see, he's like mama at the top and he's doing everything and, he, and he's so happy and he's this and that and all those things. It would be a great comfort to us. But only the Makom can do that. The one who is beyond, he's in a place beyond the place that we can get. That's the only real source of comfort, and we wait for Mashiach uh, for that to be able to. I just came from Peter because you just said that like he's beyond the place that we're at, which is one of the definitions. He's, he provides not, the place. He, he provides the place, but he's beyond. He's not in it. He's beyond it. Right. He right. he but, creates but the space. The, that's, that's, right. That's the creator of the space, but he's, he's not, not in it. But we're not right. But then we also said. So that's a the, reference to Hashem. The station the, where he's holding, where he's at. Is it, is it That's more aligned with the Rambam. Yeah. And in that station, okay. the clarity okay. Hashem has is incredible. Okay. So the first one was Rashi. Well, yeah, Ra Rashi says number, so there's three Pshatim really here. Three. One is a physical place. Yeah. Mama's physical place. The other one is Hashem is one who provides physical space. Right. Provides the place for us to live. And that, and that could be a reference to Hashem, um, a metaphoric reference, meaning He's the one who provides the space for all this world to happen. But the comforting aspect has to be that the aspect, it's Hashem's level. Hashem's level is of such a nature that He can provide the comfort for us because His uh, understanding of reality is way beyond that level, Hamakam, the Hashem's level is one that can give comfort. And, and the day will come when he will give us. It, it Really, the comfort is already here. The only problem is we don't know it. It's not like, it's not like, I don't know why this happened. Somehow it's going to be good. I have no idea. Maybe in the future. No, no, no. Right this second, in Hashem's perceived reality, this is the best thing in the world. And if Hashem could allow himself, so to speak, to comfort you, he would. But if he does, that's the end of your free will choice. No bitachon, all that stuff, no bechira. It's but but the answer is vanished there. Now, if you were a person who could reach those levels, and that's where we talk about, you know, 
incredible spooky stories with Hasidish Rebbe's, and the Hasidish Rebbe's from time to time explain what was going on, then, whoa, how does he know that? Well, he knows that. When, it, when that, the tzaddik can get into that makom, that place of, re, of understanding things where Hashem shares it with him, he can give you a great comfort. But Hashem's essence knows the comfort that's there. And he could, but the fact that it is known to God that it is comforting, at least we have to have the amunah, that it already is fine. I just don't know how fine it is. That, that's the way we would attribute Malcolm to that. Okay, so now what do we want to do next? We want to go to a Gemara in Avodah Zorah. Don't ask me to explain it. I'm only using this for one reason. There's a lot that needs to get explained. The Gemara wants to so what does Hashem do all day? Hmm. Okay. Isn't that what they ask with the rabbi? I was just thinking that, actually. So anyway, <laughs> there's 12 hours in the day. Shows or Rishonos, the first hour is Hashem is in a koilel. HaKadosh Baruch Yosheva Yosheva is Gemara Vodazar Gimlo Beis. Hashem is busy learning Torah. First three hours, whatever that means. Shneos, next three hours, Yosheva done is Kolom He judges the whole world. It's not just a Roshan, it's every day. If he would happen to see the world deserves to be destroyed today, so Omed ben Din, he gets off of the throne of judgment, and he goes on the throne of mercy. That's the next three days, where he works, it's, it's, it's his day job, so to speak, where he judges the world. Shlishi is the third set of three hours, Yosheva Adonis Kololam Kula Mekarni Reima Be'e Kinim. He sustains the entire world from the horns of wild oxen to the eggs of lice. In other words, he keeps the world going. That's also part of his day job. Ravis, the fourth one of Noah. Yoshev Masachek Im He plays with the Leviathan. Okay, whatever that means, that's not important. Don't even ask me. No, but it's, it's a pet fish. Okay, so now we're going to move to the safer called the Mate Moshe. The Mate Moshe, as you could see by the, his age in the Middle Ages, 1500s, Rav Moshe ben Avram from Pramishla. Okay, I don't know if that's the same Pramishlan. I don't know, but anyway, it's a classic commentary on the Machser. And it's also halachas. It's brought down in the uh, in the Achronim. brings down the Matamosha often. So what the Matamosha wants to discuss, what he does discuss in Yom Kippur, if you know Kanish, and that Kanish, Kedusha, okay, so what do we go? We we start in the Kadesha Shim Chabalom, Kashem Shema Kashim Osom Shmei Maroi. Right, practice that. Okay, here's a sitter. Okay, well, just quickly grab me a sitter. Well, notice that there is a shift on Shabbos. Okay. Uh, okay, thank you. So. Uh, although we say it all the time, but we don't notice this shift over here. Uh, we say in the Shachris Kedusha, Baruch Kavod Hashem Mim Komo, and then we go to Mim Kom Cha, Mim Kom Cha, Malkeinu Sophia, Mim Kom Cha, from your place, Malkeinu, our king, you will appear. Okay, now. What do we do by Musaf? 
We don't go mimkom kol, we go mimkom mo hu yifem barachamim. From his place, may he turn from compassion. We go from mimkom cha, from your place, to mimkomo from his place. That's, so it's interesting, chakras and musaf. You, you got that idea? Mimkom cha, to mimkomo. Ayum Kippur, Shachris, uh, uh, Kedusha, goes to Mimkomo. No Mimkomcha. All the tefillahs are Mimkomo, not Mimkomcha. Again, Shachris, Kedusha, Satsu, Mimkomcha, Malkeim, Sophia. Shabbos. But by Musaf, it's Mimkomo, who ye fembrachim. Yom Kippur, it's always Mimkomo. That's the issue he wants to explain. He explains over here. So he says like this. One second. One second. Oh, call Arba Tvilos, all for prayers of Yom Kippur. Lefishyeshbo Mim Komo. It's always Mim Komo. Who ye fed? Shashayach Lomer says, Cain be Yom Kippur. It's appropriate to say it by Yom Kippur. Lefishabo by Yom on that day, Marbim. It gives a whole bunch of reasons. Okay, I don't want to. This is not the point I want. But then he says, And for this reason, Omrim Bechol Shabbos, every Shabbos, we say, Mim Komo le Musaf. We say, Mim Komo by Musaf. Lufi Shikvar here. Okay. He's pointing that point out. And gives one shot. But what I want now is, Vyeshomrim. Some say, Beshacharis, in the morning, Shachri Shabbos, we say, Mim Komcha. Why? It's still the first three hours where Hashem's studying Torah. He's in his place. First three hours he's studying Torah. He's, he sits on his throne, and guess what? Chapter 9 in Moim Ruchim is going to talk about the word Kisei. That's going to be the next word. So if you have questions about the Kisei, you're going to find out. Vizan es kol ha'olam kulo. And then he he goes and helps the, the rest of the world, etc., etc. Fine. So we see there are shifts that happen yet. Okay? Now, Avoba Musaf, by Musaf, Far Ahmad Mikiso. He already got up from his Kisei. The Yashava Kisei did. Now he's getting up on the throne of judgment. And by judging, Kistan Musaf, because generally the Musaf is Bishnios in the second set of hours. Want him to change from the throne of judgment to the throne of mercy. Okay. Therefore, be Yom Kippur. Shudanis Kola Olam Kula, where he judges the whole world. Bechol Hadalat Filos Mim Komo from his place. Mim Komo Hu Yifen. We say from Mim Komo his place. So, in other words, what is this really saying? In other words, what do we mean? He's in his place. He's judging all day. Right, but but it's not in a place. Yeah, but we're ascribing a level. So the lower level we call mimkom cha, because that's early and when he's he's doing things that are more understandable or more more like humans, whatever it means. But but it's more, you know he's like learning. He's learning. That, that that's his that's his level. But then Mim Komo, okay, from his place, this higher level, because now he's moving off of that and he's going into judging us. Yeah. And really, he's judging us all the time. 
So therefore, we understand that idea that there's levels of Hashem that change certain... He's, he's sitting in a certain level, so to speak, in what he's doing, but it's certainly not a seat that is moving from one to the other. So that is how we understand the Kedusha in that context. Okay, so now the Rambam in the second half, he, he goes off on a bit of, it seems to be a tangent, and he's going he's gonna to say this again in a couple chapters to make it very clear why he's writing his Sefer and not to expect certain things. Veda, you should know. Kikol Shem Shinevarloch. You should know that any noun or word that is being explained, whenever it's a homonym, what's a homonym? The words are the same sound, but totally different meanings, right? The intent is not to just understand what's in that chapter. We're opening up a gateway, so to speak. And it will arouse you to uh, that name, what it will to help us for whatever we will need later on in future chapters. So I will do that sometimes. And But do not make a mistake. But I'm not here to tell you how language is processed. In other words, I'm not writing a dictionary. Do not think for a minute I'm writing a dictionary. I want you what these words mean and these words mean. No. And if sometimes I'm using a word that's a homonym and I'm explaining it, you know what? It's not just you know that it's a homonym meaning, but there's going to be a, a meaning that's later on of necessity, and I wouldn't just bring it up for no reason. Okay? And you will see, if you reflect in books of prophecy or Lower level books, vizulasim or different books, mechibure balei chachma, made from true uh, intellectuals, which here is referring to chazal. You will understand the words that are used, that they make use of, because these translations will help you understand those words. You'll understand every one of those words, those homonyms, for whatever need it has, based on that uh, statement. In other words, if there's going to be certain homonyms with certain understandings, yes, it will help from a diktuk perspective, but that's not what I'm all about, the diktuk perspective. It's really going to be for other things that are necessary that I will tell you later on. And this is a this point is a key to open <coughs> to understand this whole essay and everything else that's there. So now let me give you an example. Now that I've bothered to tell you Makom, because the Ramam did not bring this yet, but he's saying Baruch Kevod Hashem Mim Komo. Blesses Hashem from his place. So what would you think? Remember, everything the Rambam writes is, number one, that we should not um, attribute any corporeality to Hashem. And eventually, you would like to explain to us the Masa Bereshis and the Masa Merkava, all those things that are beyond understanding. So when it says, It's the same thing when we say Malcolm by, and I showed you that a few minutes ago. He named Malcolm Miti. There's a place by me. 
So obviously the simple meaning, the sibling, there's a place by me, which is Madregas Iun, Vashkafa Seichel, Lohashkafas Ayin. I'm giving you a place where you can be on a level of thought, introspection, but not really speaking. What he means to say is, I can give you a place where you can contemplate what you are quote-unquote seeing. I mean, understanding. That's one thing, all right? That's That's what he's saying from the mountain. He can have reflection. But, now it should not be the bracket here, but we should have the next words, but what it really means is pointing out Moshe for the attainment of perfection. We're talking about where you can reach a makom. There's a place near me. What did we say? There's, you can meet, you can find a place too. You can find a level where you'll be able to perceive me more. So there's next to me a level. There's, in other words, Moshe, you're on a certain level. But there's next to me a level that you can reach. Now, it doesn't mean next to me physically. But in this uh, zone of your focus, there, that is a, uh, a, a, a wherewithal for you to be able to contemplate on a deeper level and reach a higher place of understanding. That's what it means. There's a place near me, a, a place where your level can grow, and a level is not really a place, a physical place, but there's a perception about me that can be comprehended in this spot is a good place for you, A, to meditate. So that's push-up shot, meditate. But then when your mind is working, it's able to reach a place of understanding HaKadosh Baruch But not to make a mistake and think that it B'chalal has nothing to do, it's completely a physical thing. And in this commentary here, just one last point before we call it a night, he says there's two different types of ways of language. We're talking about the homonyms, and we're talking about the um, figurative ways. And he says there's a great difference between the two because you have what he calls ordinal variables and non-ordinal variables. So he brings this idea um, like a variable that expresses a position. So let's say, for example, you're trying to explain something, and there's a continuum. You could say, for example, uh, there could be a situation called very satisfied, satisfied, indifferent, not satisfied, not satisfied at all. Mm-hmm. So there's things you, it, it's, it's a yeah, topic it's where, where you can just slide things across on a continuum. A sliding scale. All right. And then there, so there's like five values, but they all have something in common so to speak, if whether something is, set, how satisfying it is or not. So we could say there's a common denominator. So when we're, when we're borrowing terms, there's always some kind of common denominator, like when we talk about place. There's a place, a physical place, and now we can move on and to broaden. It could be a little space here. It could be a bigger space, a wider space. And we could say it's a place of level of attribution. But there are certain things that there's no way you can compare that at all, such as Jew, Muslim, Christian. There's no continuum over there. 
So it's not Judeo like a Christian, Christian is a third of a pious person, a Muslim is two-thirds, and a Jew is completely that, right? So there, there's no connection between them, although sometimes it could be homonyms, whatever. Just give me a general idea. So if he's going to bring a homonyms, there's got to be a real need that has to bring it out. But if it's just metaphoric changes and borrowed terms, there's something inherently similar to all of them, which does not need that much explanation. That's where he leaves it here, kind of leaves it hanging again, because we have to first understand Kisei. That's going to be in Tes. And then we have to move on to Yud, which means to go up and to go down. And then when we put those three together, we'll be able to put together a nice little piece again. So kind of a little hanging, but clearly you understand what Makom means and what it doesn't mean. And that does not confine Hashem to any physical reality. Okay, excellente. Well, it was earlier today. Yes, okay. Even earlier.